Lowe's knows you'll do it right to save on what you need to make stylish updates to your kitchen and bathroom. We do it right, too, with savings on the Delta Valdosta Kitchen and Bath Collection. Featuring faucets and accessories with Spot Shield technology so you don't have to worry about water spots and stains. And for three days only, all new and existing Lowe's credit card holders get 10% off purchases made with your Lowe's card. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Credit offer valid 315 to 317. Subject to credit approval cannot be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. Live from Tully's Bar in the left ventricle of Waterford City, it's Snug Chats. Back in the snug. Okay. We're back in the snug. What, what do you reckon about Tully's snug? I think it's lovely. And I, I have to say, Darren, that Tully's uh, is a fantastic example that when if you do something right... Yeah. how it can make a huge difference. Particularly, like, Waterford is going through a very, very tough time, and I think this area, which I would include ourselves in the Glen yeah. and all that, is even going through a tougher time. A lot of investment has been put into the likes of the Viking Triangle and all that, uh, and places like O'Connell Street and the Glen and all that, uh, there hasn't been that much investment, if any at all, yeah. uh, in recent years. And to have someone open up a place like this, uh, I think it's a fabulous thing and fair juice to man. I admire the man. I think it's great. Yeah, it's good to see. This, by the way, this, this is uh, this is Kieran O'Neill from the uh, the forum. Many may not realise that Kieran was a, was a, was a DJ. Did you actually also DJ in the Savoy? No, I had the Savoy. What happened is that um, how it all came about is that I worked for two years yeah. in Coopers and Libraries, the only other job really I had. Yeah. And uh, I was up there and I had, um, I was very involved in youth work. Yeah. And because I was involved in youth work, uh, I was asked uh, by um, Des in 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 um, Des Whelan in WLR at the time, which was a pirate radio station. Yeah. Would I come on and do a bit about youth affairs? I was the PRO of the Watford Regional Youth Office, yeah. and I went on that. And he was stuck for someone in the mornings to go on air. And right. I'm talking about seven o'clock in the morning. Right. And I was working, like I had to be in work at nine. So I did from seven to eight or half seven to half eight or something like that. Um, and I said, I do it. Now, I don't have a radio voice. My voice isn't uh, good enough. But uh, what you call it? But I did it anyway. It was great fun. And in those days, all the young people in in the city were listening to it. And it was, it was just it was fun more than yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah, now, yeah. I used to go up. Rick used to be up in the Ardry and he used yeah. to have the crackers on a Sunday night. And I used to go up there and be up there till two, three o'clock in the morning and go home. Well, actually, I used to go home. I used to go uh, out to his place, out to their place uh, at one stage, but uh, then it moved into Wellington Street. And uh, I remember going in there, walking up there, and I'd phone the operator at the time. Uh, you used to get these alarm calls, mm. and you could phone the, them, and they would phone you back five minutes before you go on air. And I'd have the records ready to start and all that. Well, and I was starting. What's this operator? What's this? You used to phone up, let's say you'd get a call in the morning. Yeah. The operator, that's how you used to do it in those days. Oh, and and so I would phone up and say, oh, look, uh, give me a call, please, at, uh, at five to seven. And uh, literally I'd have the records ready. I'd switch on the amplifier, yeah. the legal amplifier at the time. Yeah. And uh, I'd go out and then do my hour. Then I'd go home and quick bite tea, cup of tea or whatever, and then go in and do a day's work. Right. But uh, I had um, a little accident uh, on my bike and uh, it was uh, on my motorbike and yeah. uh, I hurt my leg and I was out of work for a few weeks. And when I was out, I said to myself, is this what I really want to do? I really wanted to work for myself. So I left it. I had no job or anything. Of course, my mother was 
devastated. Oh, don't believe I'm going to get qualified. Right. Sure, if I right. go and get qualified, why would I leave then? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. While I was uh, on WLRM uh, in the mornings, people then started asking me, because I was on the radio, would I do a discos, a party for them or whatever? Right. And I just ended up, I said, okay, why not? Yeah. And I got some disco equipment and then I started doing parties and everything followed. Then I started saying, well, parties in the way of doing DJ, the way it is to run the discos. Right. So then I did one. Um, basically, how it happened was that uh, at that time, there used to be um, dinner dances all every single Saturday night yeah. and most Friday nights. There were dinner dances in all the hotels. Yeah. But I was doing the thing on, um, in, in, on Sunday nights in the tower called Zodiacs. And it was going quite well. We were having uh, good crowds. Yeah. And these were the days that you had to have a chicken supper and all that. But oh, right, that's yeah. another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you had to provide a meal for everybody going yeah. in and all of this kind of thing. Yeah, well, oh yeah, and, and would only you couldn't on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Saturday night you could only go to midnight and oh, crazy times. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, they they one Saturday night I was. Um, I was doing quite well now and the, the Sunday was going very well uh, in the tower and uh, I, uh, I was doing kill discos they used to have two FM guys over yeah, and all that yeah. I was doing it. and one Saturday night there was a dinner dance cancelled in the tower and uh, I actually was doing a disco with some two FM DJ out in kill and I came back in I had two setups on the go and I had uh, guys doing the disco in the tower and when I walked in they had cancelled it only that week, right? And I think they'd put it on WLR or something that they were going to have a disco instead. And it was chocker block. Right. And I said, wow. I said, obviously, Saturday night is the night to have a, a gig. Anyway, uh, long story short, then we did the No Name Club and in in, in, instead of that on Sunday night, they wanted to go with the No Name Club. Then that finished. And I always was lucky that when I ended up losing a disco or something, I always got something better. Mm. So the bridge at the time was open and I had known Tom for years, Tom Tracy. And uh, so I went to him and I said to him, look, would he give me one? He said, oh, look, I'll give you one on a Friday night. And he said, look, the fee, I think the fee at the time was £70 a night. And he said, right, the fee is £70. I said, all right, I'll do that. Great. And I said to him, you know, if you ever have a Saturday night, I'll do it. And he said, do you think it would work? And I said, oh, I'll tell you what. I said, I could do it on a deal with you where I'll go a percentage rather than a fee. Yeah. and he agreed right. and coincidentally the exact same week Martin Colbert came to me and he asked me would I do Wednesday nights in the bridge that he was starting this thing called Scholars right. and the same week from having lost the tower and do nothing I suddenly was in the bridge on a Wednesday the, the, a, Saturday, the, a Friday yeah. and a Saturday but well, why was why was Saturday not known as being because uh, the hotels wanted them for dinner dances right okay. weddings dinner dances stuff like that yeah, so yeah, therefore yeah. there was no when there was Wedding no Saturdays available yeah, okay. and in the old days so people thought that Sunday night was the big night but it was only the big night because Saturday wasn't available right okay so we were the very first to start it and I can tell you like the first night we did it we had something like 1400 Mm. We had sixteen hundred the second night. That's crazy. We had eighteen hundred the third night, and it just we we got full all the time. We couldn't even fit in the people. And I remember Tom one time saying to me, 
because uh, things were different in those days, even about driving and that. You'd see all the cars with the regs from Kenny and Wexford and everything. They, they were traveling all over. And it was the place at the time. And it was uh, it was fantastic. I did very well out of it. So and, let me ask you, let me ask yeah. you, sorry, let me ask you. Okay, so you're, you're talking 17, 1800 people in, in a place like the, like the bridge. Uh, I'd imagine that the, the fire officer didn't know about that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, well, the bridge was a big now. This was including the upstairs and yeah. everything. Okay. Home, so there was so, no, so, no, no issues there. Yeah, so everyone was, everyone was heading down, right? No issues. Uh, you know, getting tanked up. It was two pound in. Two pound in. Mm. Go in and how much is the point of Phoenix at the time or a bottle of Phoenix? I have no idea. Whatever it was, was Hoffman's at the time. Hoffman's the big one. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, Most probably two pound as well. Or I don't know. Maybe. And then one you'd have five or six of them and you'd hop in your car and you'd, you'd drive home. I'm sure that was the case. Yeah, it was. It's, it's crazy it, because I, I was no, but the attitudes have changed, and it shows how attitudes can change. I know, but even back then, I remember going through some newspapers from back in the late seventies, and people were getting prosecuted for drink driving. Yeah, but it was, it was often sort of uh, turned a blind eye. I think so. you had to crash first, did you? you to, I think you had to crash first. <laughs> I think right. you had to kill somebody before before right. you want to get prosecuted. Would you say it was a uh, different uh, uh, priorities then than there are? Well, what were know? the priorities then? I suppose the priorities then was just to make sure there was no one, uh, no serious crime as regards murders and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not saying that drink driving isn't serious, but what I am yeah. saying is that I do think, they didn't like, at, at that time, well, to tell you the stories going back to the old days when uh, kids were kicking balls against walls and the cops would be up to them, yeah. even now by that now, I mean, they wouldn't be doing that now. So the priorities yeah. were different, you know, things change. But in the end, it was um, it was more like innocent time, uh, let's say. And uh, and what time was last orders now on a Saturday night? It was supposed to be midnight. You were not supposed to serve after twelve, and uh, so uh, you'd stretch it as much as you can. But you'd always was that because Sunday was a holy day? Yes, Jesus it was. You weren't, you weren't allowed in it. And I mean, one of the strangest things is when we had the pub up above, just to jump to this in a second. I always thought this was one of the weirdest things. Imagine a visitor coming in those days oh. into your pub and you were supposed to close from two to four yeah. right yeah. so you were open in the morning I think you opened let's say same as now yeah. you'd open at half twelve and you were open to, so people come in at half twelve they'd have a couple of drinks and what you would have done every pub in the country practically at that stage yeah. right is at two o'clock yeah. they close the doors I mean, that's not too far that's not that long ago they close the doors yeah and you'd have the doors closed. So imagine a visitor coming in saying, uh, uh, what's going on here now? Oh, we have to close the doors now, sort of thing. Uh, uh, I'd forgotten try. about that. Right? Yeah. Then you'd keep serving. Right? Yeah. Now, you were allowed to keep serving if you were having a meal. That was the only exception. Right? With a pack of peanuts that counts as a meal, would it? No. <laughs> I don't think so, quite. <laughs> okay, but um, then uh, what you do is you'd reopen at four. The idea was to send, it goes back to the days when it was to send the men home to the dinner right. and that's where it came from <laughs> for the Sunday dinner and in the end it was rather than drink there all day And but you'd have a visitor coming in and saying oh you're closing we can't get another drink of course you can get another drink and then you'd say uh, and uh, but why are you closing doors oh because it's illegal oh and do the guards not know about it <laughs> of course that's and me that's me Helen. that's me now it's laughable like. so yeah, the government the government are telling you that oh. uh, by the way we're, we're, we're drinking we're in Tullys we're drinking Elvis juice water what, 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 <laughs> no we're drinking Elvis juice people people are well aware it's of actually that. very nice isn't it nice it's kind of mm. a, kind of a grapefruit kind of a thing it uh, is there was actually. not enough back, back in the day when um, people have been trying out of pumps at 2 o'clock in the afternoon but the government are always trying to tell people 
what to do. What to do, you know? So Yeah, I'm very then, against that. Back then it was go home, the missus yeah. has the dinner on. But come back, you can come back by all means yeah. before. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for regulating things, but I'm against uh, this unilaterally. Uh, it's the same with the, the off-license when it goes at 10 o'clock. Ridiculous. And, and you know what I find Ridiculous. really ridiculous? Imagine people working uh, shift work or something and coming off at 10 yeah, and they yeah. can't get a it's bottle stupid. of wine or something. Yet, I, I, yet, I think it's crazy. There's no sense. No, why is nobody... I mean, I know it's because it's drink and they're thinking, oh, look, but, but listen to me. You go to Tesco over Sunday and there's barricades around the drink section. Yeah, ridiculous. Like, you know, come on. Like, it's like it's for children. Exactly. I'm very against that. And I'm very against regulating anything, uh, no matter what it is. It's a heap of old-fashioned laws. It's like in Waterford, uh, the old stand was, was, a, was a great building. And yeah, then, yeah. And then, but the license was so long. So, so now nobody can ever open a pub in that on that premises because the license was so long. Yeah. Why is nobody looking at that and going, that's but, fucking ridiculous? Yeah, they did propose to change that in 2008. They changed the regulations and uh, they were saying they were going to change that particular one. But uh, it hasn't been done. Um, yeah. We have some very old, stupid laws here. Yeah. And uh, and you're, I would agree 100%. I think people uh, should be allowed to make up their own decision about an awful lot of things. I think the government and the laws interfere too much, all right, yeah. in, in people's lives. So, 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 so you were DJing. Yeah. You were DJing. I mean, what happened? What's the connection with the Savoy? Yeah, what happened then was uh, because I was, uh, and it was going well, yeah. and I was suddenly doing three nights, and it was very successful. And but at the same time, it was belonged to someone else. And yeah. I fancied, I said, what I must do is uh, open a, a nightclub. I said, that's what Waterford needs, mm. a nightclub. There isn't, this was a ballroom in a hotel. Yeah. And I said, a nightclub would be the thing. So the Savoy closed down. It was uh, an Arab owned. He was out in Tremor. Eddie Kaduri was his name. And I was very young. I was only 21. And uh, what happened, uh, 21, 22, that sort of age. And uh, what happened was that it closed down for six months. It was just closed. Mm. I mean, amazingly, in the centre of town. So I approached, uh, I rang up uh, uh, the place uh, that he he was out in Tremor. And he actually was away at the time. He was from Bahrain. He was over there. But uh, the lady that was there at the time... Uh, I I, uh, I told her who I was and what I was doing on that and we built up a bit of a relationship so she recommended to him that I should go there All right. and I said um, I would take it I mean I had no money no nothing yeah. and uh, so uh, just my income from the discus and uh, he what you call it he was saying to her, oh, look, this young fella, he won't last six months there, you know, right. there's no okay. point. And she was sort of saying, I'll give him a go because who else is looking for it sort of thing, mm. you know. So I went anyway to get plan permission for a nightclub and it was September 2000, uh, or sorry, 1982. Yeah. And uh, it didn't come in time. And I remember just beforehand, like I'd said, literally a few weeks beforehand, um, I was saying, uh, what'll I do, what'll I do? And I was in there and... Uh, because there was no one there and remember this lady out in Tremor uh, Margaret is her name and she said uh, why don't you do bingo and I said I've never been to bingo I know nothing about bingo anything yeah. she said well bingo used to be here and she told me a guy she said look Michael Barry used to run it down there why don't you contact him right. so I said I would so I went down to him and Michael said look I'm finished with it I, I, I'll never do it again he said but he said, okay, what I'll do is I'll tell you how it works and I'll do the first night for you. Okay. But I'll never do any more after that. Okay. And of course, he stayed until he, of course, he passed away years later when we moved to the Glen. Yeah. And uh, 
then uh, 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 what you call it, the 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 uh, um, the only opposition to us at the time I was in the survival was the Regal up in the Glen. So I was in 1982, I started in Bingo, and it went well. And three years later, in 1985, bought the Regal. At that stage, from having no history of any bank or anything or dealing yeah. with anything, it had gone well enough that the bank backed me to buy that. And then the guy who was main guy up there, Joe Farrell, yeah. he came in and worked with me. And uh, so Michael and Joe worked together, who would have been opposition before that. Yeah, yeah. And I've just continued. And the one common denominator since I 1982 is that I've been doing bingo, which happened just by fluke, Darren. Like it's 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 it's. it's uh, I never said I went to open a nightclub. Never got planning permission. And then when suddenly bingo was going okay, and I was saying, well, why would I try? I didn't even have the money to do up the place. I remember I had this idea. I wanted all um, tables in 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 this place with all phones on. Right. I just had this idea in the nightclub and the idea is you could see somebody over in the table that you fancied and you phone them up <laughs> from your thing. I remember that. That was one of the things. No? I designed. No, this was designed. I had. Right. I got planning in the end yeah. but obviously I didn't go ahead with it because first of all I didn't have the money but secondly um, things were going okay with mm. the bingo so why would I so change. What, what was the Glen like at the time? Well like first of all just area? down there in the, in, in the Savoy uh, it was a big place. The stage was very small, but I sort of fancied getting involved in running some shows, something else other than bingo as well. And uh, the big one I had down there, like, was uh, Phil Innes, uh, and one of his last uh, gigs before he passed away, and met him. Did, you, did you have a point with him? No. What I did is uh, I actually bought him to Roddy Clear, and Roddy Clear, I think, would, uh, to this day, would still talk about it, is that he got to meet him. But what I did, uh, the one the strangest thing about that one was, I remember him walking into my office in the Savoy. He came in that afternoon, and he had these brochures with him that he was selling, like, programmes. Yeah. So he was on his own when he walked in. He yeah. wasn't with anyone else, which first of all surprised me. But secondly, is I remember opening, and, and this was 1983, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, and I remember opening the program. There was a picture of him, and I to this day I still remember. He was in uh, doing a gig in Australia on a, 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 a what you call it, a huge stage and a huge. I reckon there must have been a hundred thousand people. Mm. It was massive. And he was doing it as Thin Lizzy. Yeah. When he was with us, he was doing a filling it on the band, yeah, right? Sorry. And I thought, oh my God, what's this guy now? And I was a fan of Thin Lizzy. Yeah. And uh, what you call it, and still am. I think they're great and I think he's great. Yeah. And uh, to, uh, to see him playing in the Savoy, I felt a little bit strange why he was doing that at, yeah. at that stage. You know? was he, what, what was it? Was he it? was very friendly. He was very nice. He was really down to earth. But was he... Obviously, drugs was an issue there. Yeah, but was he... Um, people think of Phil Innett and Tim, Tim Lizzy now. And yeah. They were huge. Great. And, Would it be fair to say that they were on a bit of, on a, bit of a downturn at that point? He was, was, he he was on, split from Tim Lizzy at that yeah, stage. He was yeah. on his own. Yeah. And oh yeah, he was, and uh, uh, I would say that he was on a very downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. Which is terrible, and uh, real talent. And yeah. uh, I, 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 um, he was a highlight. Um, Art for all bought the Smiths there. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, what was Morrissey like. I, I don't remember too much about the gig because uh, I remember we had all heaters in front of it, and there were uh, what you call radiators in front of the stage. I remember people stood on them. And they broke off and water started pouring out. Lovely. So that's when I spent most of my night doing, trying to sort that out. <laughs> what and was the biggest design? Let's, 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 we're kind of jumping, jumping onto the form. Well, just can I just say before yeah. you do that, the, yeah. the, what happened then is that when I um, got the Regal, 
the idea yeah. was because it was for uh, the only opposition of Bingo made sense yeah. sort of thing because obviously things were consolidating and you know there wasn't really room for two and uh, so it made sense uh, that was owned by Ward Anderson who owned at the time all the cinemas Seems. in the country yeah. and uh, I went up to Dublin to, to, to ask them what they sell and they said yeah and again I was very very young in my early 20s doing this you know and at that stage I was 25 I think and uh, so uh, what do you call it so bought it and uh, um, when I bought it I uh, got a letter the following week from the fire chief saying you cannot use this that or the other until you do all these place up uh, there was a huge amount of work needed to be done can't use the balcony yeah. can't do this so because Stardust had just, just been exactly before, that's yeah. what I said it was all fire reasons yeah. and uh, so I looked at it and I sort of it became uh, a part of me that I, I, I had to uh, I started doing it up a mm. bit but totally transformed it mm. and made it into 1200 seater auditorium at that time and did it over five years that yeah. only opened in 1990 so five years it took to wow. do it up then obviously I couldn't have in, but still, I was still in the slide no no, no. Uh, well what happened yes um, the best thing of all when I started in this in, in the survive it was 1982 mm. my DJ to 1985 okay. three years in those three years I never took one halfpenny out of the Savoy in a wage or anything at all <laughs> and that really helps so I kept working and I, I said to Tom, like, I just had to finish because I want to concentrate on my own business. Yeah. But I loved it. I mean, I, I got such a buzz. Like, as I was saying earlier, is that when you're DJing and you have um, a big crowd of over a thousand people in a place and they are responding to the music you're playing and uh, you f- it, it's, it's some buzz. And as I said before, it's that when... I, I often wondered what it would be like to actually, if that was your own music, if you yeah, were in a song. band or something. Yeah. And I haven't got a musical note in my head, but I would love that. And I can only imagine it must be magnificent. Yeah. And we opened 1990, and 1990 was, uh, there were three things happened that year. The day after we opened, mm. literally, a 14-week strike of Waterford Crystal happened. Yeah. It was all doom and gloom here in Waterford, big time. The second thing happened it was Italian 90, yeah. our first time in the World Cup. Now, I loved it, and I, I remember everything from uh, Paddy Bonner saving it and, uh, yeah. the, the, and, and Scalacci, yeah, Fecker. <laughs> but it meant everyone was watching that. So it was a tough time, and it was one of the hottest summers that I can remember. It was yeah. the third thing. So people didn't want to be in. It was a very tough year to start. Now, I have to say, yeah. it was uh, very, very hard. Did you but have to match on? Did you Did you have... You we didn't have a bar at the time. So what oh, we right. did is we literally had um, no license. And uh, so it was only bingo and uh, shows. That's right. all we had. And uh, we had... Uh, it was uh, it was very tough. And it, to get through that year was most probably the hardest year of my life, business-wise. It was yeah. very tough. It looked like we wouldn't even survive that year just after opening because it was really, really tough because, as I say, things were very depressed here in Waterford. Banks were saying, oh no, we won't support you anymore because Waterford's in trouble, you know? And uh, the hot summer, no one wanted, everyone wanted to be out on the beaches and rightly so. And... uh, we, we were only trying to start and we owed this money to people who had, you know, thrown yeah. up and skin open, you know, overspent. So it was very tough, but I got through that 
And it's amazing then the 90s, uh, in the 90s, it was uh, the difference between the early 90s and the late 90s when you've been through it is incredible because when we were, like when I started business in the 80s, I remember one of the first things I remember when I went out to Savoy and wasn't even open mm-hmm. and uh, I painted it. I went, I got on a ladder, painted every bit of the outside of it was painting inside it, did the fire the thing, just that's the way it was done. Got a month beforehand and spent every hour I could painting in there, right? You know, work hard. Well, just it was, I hadn't got money to do anything. Else. Right. I didn't even money right. for the first week's rent. And luckily, by mistake, he, 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 that was a week behind. But it's, these are the way you start businesses and yeah, you yeah, just yeah. get away with things. But one of my earliest memories is being in there and painting. And I was upstairs and looking out the window and there was this big march on. And what it was, was a PYE march right. organised by the unions and all that. And it was, um, and it was disgraceful. People today have no idea. The, the highest tax rate at the time, if I'm right, was something like 56%. Mm. That was up in the high 20s, like 29% or something like that. It was crazy. We were being taxed to unbelievably, mm. like um, I'm sure rich people weren't paying it, but ordinary people were paying it. And it was desperate and these march I remember seeing the big march outside you know and that was 80 it was a very people had no money they were being taxed to the hilt anywhere in Morkham and there was a bit of unrest and rightly so I have to say about that and uh, but it was a tough time but the, the, the most amazing thing I've ever seen I suppose in Ireland was that in the beginning of the 90s when again Waterford in particular because of the glass factory and the strike mm. and all that going through a very tough time and things were tough the difference between that and the end of the decade and I thought it was incredible uh, my mother passed away in uh, 93 and I often thought she if she had come back even five years later or six years later mm. and had seen Ireland she wouldn't recognise it we became I mean immigration was huge and then suddenly immigration Mm. uh, which had never been heard of property is going unbelievably like crazy you know and the cost of everything shooting up it was incredible but so I have really been in in, in the 80s was one big recession and the 90s a big recession well look but, um, what we'll do is we'll take a this is where we take a little commercial break okay this is where we get to to, to, to resustomize ourselves and uh, and this, this episode is brought to you by with a forum on the Glen <laughs> bingo bingo Every Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday Sunday, Sunday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday Sunday, Tuesday four nights Wednesday, a week Thursday. we want to talk bingo as well in a second Kieran, Kieran, we're back on this we're back on part two Kieran has just come back with, with two fresh two fresh points and six euro each Kieran. Yeah, you like the expensive stuff there. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't. But you know, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny when when I mean, I, I can remember. I'm I'm only thirty six, but I, I can remember. I love the fact that I say I'm only thirty six. Whereas <laughs> if I'm talking to a to, to me, a that's very young. <laughs> yeah, I always you know when you're when you're growing up, you think thirty six would be really old, and that's when you get to thirty six. But um, because plays in Waterford, you can get points for three euros a pint. So I mean, yeah, but even three euros is a norm. I can remember when that was, and then then it started to creep towards. When it, when it was like four fifty, yeah, five, and we were all kind of saying it'll be five soon. Yeah, you know. But I think that's what uh, has created this um, preloading, as they call it, the drinking at home. Yeah. And I think uh, that is what has killed the nightlife more than anything else. Is that people uh, are are drinking at home and. Uh, we had a fierce problem in the latter few years uh, up above in the forum when people were bringing in their own drink. Yeah, I'd we had a lot that. of that, and which wasn't an issue in the previous years. Uh, but it, my it's, mother it's what killed it. it off. 
Just my you. mother does it. Right. Well, I remember when I was young, it used to be always the old ladies used to do it, the older ladies used to <laughs> yeah, do it yeah. at weddings and things like dinner yeah, dances little, and all little, that. Little nagging. In the, in the, in the, the handbag. handbag. Yeah. But now it's... And the, they see nothing wrong with it, you see. Yeah. Oh, it's just... Jesus, how the fuck could you be... How could you be paying? How could you be... I'm not going to pay for that. Jesus. You yeah. know, it's like... And yeah, she still does, and I suppose and a lot of a lot of people, anybody, I bet you people are listening to this. Like, it's a lot harder, I think, for men to do it. Uh, you know, point point drinking yes. men. The closest I would have come to it was was when I was DJing in 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 the in the nineties and and noughties, and I. I'd bring I'd bring a bag of cans into the into the DJ box. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's not so. Uh, it's it's it, it's 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 become part of the life of especially girls in doing it and uh, that bringing it in. And I remember, like when we were doing nights, uh, we used to get um, we used to have a female security to to yeah. check, and they'd have it taped. On, on, on their toys seriously yeah, 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 taped yeah, yeah. with tape yeah. around in nagans and stuff like that it's incredible and what, but it's what? dangerous too Dermot I have to say because uh, you could have somebody coming in and they could be quite sober coming in yeah. they go up and the measures obviously they have of this are huge measures yeah. and within a very short space of time they could be fairly drunk and you might not have sold them one drink Yeah. and yet when they go on the street, people say, "Oh, that's a disgrace! Look at their no drunk." Yeah, it's fair enough. And I suppose as well as that, they could they could, they could fall. Yes. Inside yes. your yes. place, and then your insurance again is 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 fake because. Well, it's one of the reasons that we finished up above. It just became uneconomical right. because it came to the stage. Um, we were very lucky. We've had some really really good nights up there. We did some great nights of spree. And we did some great our Halloween and our traffic yeah. and all those nights. We've had some really, really, really good nights with big crowds. But it became the crowds were becoming smaller and they didn't want to pay in. And when they're paying in, that pays for your security, uh, yeah. for if you have an extension, for your what you call when it. When did the door charge stop? When, when, when did it for, us, uh, for, for us it was like uh, even though the recession started in 2008 uh, it wasn't really only 2010 uh, it was a place that starting to do uh, let people in free in all around uh, in, in town but also they're doing the cheap drink mm. so they started doing that so people would say well why would they bother leaving there yeah. and yeah you can't blame them for that yeah. and so it, it's competition does it so. but it was funny if you look at how it went uh, John Street and all those yeah. places went at the time they, they all said right here's what we do we, we, we won't charge in and we'll, yeah. we'll give free drink and stuff and, they, and our but if you don't get a charge in you can't make an nightclub but they, they all eventually had to close they, yeah that's they, the point every single one of them yes. closed yes you know so, so clearly it was the wrong thing to do but, yeah. but I always feel that what happened at the time was that they, nobody spoke to each other so, so Tweedy and Cabinet didn't really speak. They didn't get on, um, and then new, new people came along. New people came in from from, from Cork and from Limerick and from, from Carondale. They came with notions, and I, I, I believe that the Foundry probably regret ever coming to Waterford. To be honest with you, you know. But but you know, it's um, but that's where we are now. We're left with a kind of a. A, a nightclub scene that's we, we always kept away from to... that and that we were never in that sort of circle and that we always were separate and uh, I mean if you would talk to any of the girls they would tell you there was barely any instance ever in, a, in our place and it was always a really nice crowd and I liked that yeah. and uh, I, 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 I thought um, that was one of the, the nicest things about working there uh, and because it is a lot I mean when you're working nights like that I mean people by the time you're finished it's four o'clock in the morning mm. 
uh, usually do try and wind down there, have a pint, whatever it is. So it's five o'clock, maybe even six o'clock by the time you go, your, your next day is gone or, you know, and if you do that, it's very hard. Like, I really enjoy at the moment that I'm doing nine to five, Monday yeah. to Friday, yeah. and I really, really enjoy that. Let's look, let's look at the, the, the forum, the forum for yeah. a second. The um, you, you've had lots of lots of good nights up the forum. Absolutely, yeah, my treasure at the good nights. Yeah, and before we before we speak about the really really good nights, yeah, what what, what can you think of if, if if you were to think about the most disastrous night that you had well, before? Well, a disaster always like I mean, uh, one, now, one I, don't, biggest... I don't only mean I don't only mean uh, you know the crowd didn't turn up. It was a quiet yeah. night. I mean, did I really fall off a stage? Does anybody get electrocuted? No, it's the I, worst disaster that happened. Always when someone gets hurt. If someone, yeah. like, I'm luckily with very little of that, but I mean, you have a responsibility uh, uh, when anyone comes into your place yeah. that you want them to go home safe, you know? Yeah. You don't want anyone hurt at all. And uh, that's always one of the biggest responsibility. And, like, one of the strangest things in uh, entertainment when you do it is that you're absolutely dying for people to come in yeah. as many as possible. You know and when they come in, yeah. you're, you're nervous then uh, actually you want them gone as quick as possible you know, <laughs> know so it's a it's strange business to be in yeah. uh, running a venue uh, you're, like a, you're like a politician I asked you a direct question and and and, 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 and I, I get I get a I get a hypothesis about, about, about the industry no, I, no I'm thinking what it is come is on that what, was it, what was a bad night give me one bad no night. bad night is if, if something happens that's the biggest thing that what well, can you that happened no but if someone falls and did you someone know, fall when did someone course, fall Oh no, sure. Every, there's no businesses that uh, in in the uh, especially in the late night thing. Uh, this was one of the big things that, as uh, um, I told you earlier, uh, one stage uh, we went up to where our insurance was one hundred thousand, over hundred thousand, and it's over two thousand a week, and it's crazy. How could you stand that? It's just not okay, possible. Well, and 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 what you did is the the biggest thing. I mean, I was on my radio all the time, right? Yeah. So what you do is you say. Right, that you don't want to hear a call, that there's trouble or there's anything like that. But the biggest one you didn't want to hear from a financial point of view is that uh, there were, there's, there's been someone has fallen or someone that there's been an accident like that. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's one of the ones that would put you out of business, you know, yeah. quicker than maybe anything else. Uh, no one ever minds, Darren, when somebody has a genuine accent. So if somebody falls, it's your fault to fall. Of course, they become, could be, should be compensated, and that's rightly so. Mm. But what's horrible is when people uh, uh, um, go and, and use an opportunity to try and uh, gain from it themselves. Right. And th- I think we have uh, a very bad, like there's the, in Ireland, uh, there's certain things that would be one of them I would feel strongly about it, is that why can't we have this book of quantum where people can say, oh, look, um, it's, it's done in such a way. Now, I know they've done, let's say, the idea of the injury board and say, right, that should ease things a bit, right? And most what it has because the biggest thing is, and I could tell you loads of stories from experience where I've been at court cases where I've seen that in the end of the day, the only thing being argued about was the fee of the actual legal team involved. And I, I could tell you stories that you'd be saying, oh no, that couldn't happen. And it did happen. And I saw it happening and I've experienced it. I've been in the High Court in Dublin. I've been in the High Court in Waterford. Mm. And I've seen it uh, all to do with claims, yeah. nothing else. <laughs> and um, so I, I feel it, it's, I don't think there's any business person uh, that's in, uh, especially in entertainment, that hasn't experienced that. And uh, they make it too and, difficult. Yeah, and what it, 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 it was supposed to get easier. And the thing about it is that the insurance companies find that it's easier to settle 
even when they know they're being done, it's easier to settle because the legal fees are so expensive Jesus. and all that. So it's been... Um, it's, the country's it, gone to their dogs, Karan. No, I wouldn't say it's gone to the dogs. I Jeez, say it has, it's already there. I, no, I'd say if, but there's a lot of things need to still be corrected, yeah. and that's one of them. And I think that if, uh, if, if people are genuinely... Like, let's say uh, you've, uh, what, something's put outside uh, the door here uh, and it shouldn't be put in. You fall over it and you hurt yourself. Mm. Of course you're due compensation. That is not right. Yeah. But it should be fair and in proportion to what the, the injury. injury is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this country, it's not. And that's the biggest thing, I think. It's not, I think that if there was a book of quantum to say that, oh, look, if you break your arm, it's worth this much. Yeah. Is and, there not? And that's it. No, there's no, and there should be. That's what it was. It, if, if there is, it, it's too high. It's, it's, not, it's not based on reality. And it's, like we, we pay more, uh, what you call it, in compensation claims here than uh, on average in other countries. I can't and imagine as many compensation claims in bingo, Kieran, is there? Thank God not. But it, it's in the nightclub business, yeah. obviously with people drinking, it was a serious issue. And it was an issue. And touch wood, yeah, it, uh, it, there isn't. But obviously when people have drinking them, it's much more likely to happen. There's no drink at the bingo anymore, is there? Is there a drink? Can they have a drink? Drink is available, but it's not... Uh, no, people are there... Are, Nobody injured by a flying ball. No, they haven't... All the eight sailing eight in the back of the head, no. Believe it or not, uh, Darren, the balls are gone. Balls it's, are gone! It's electronic now. It's all electric. Jesus uh, Christ, and, 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 uh, the balls. So thing, things are after changing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'd be very surprised if you saw it now what it looks like. I've uh, seen it on wedding places. It's, it's very different. It's very modern. Yeah. Uh, it links up with other clubs all over the country. Yeah. And it does the... Uh, Do you still have buses coming from all over places? No, no. Most no. people travel... Uh, uh, most, but there's a bus from Tremor every night but that's the only one left at one stage in the Savoy we used to have around eight buses a night but those days are gone as well you know why what are those are? days gone I'm not going to use it again but look, because pe- people are uh, have, have their own transport now in oh, those yeah. days that's, that's, so that's, that's, family that's, friends and the shared and stuff like yeah. that you know so th- things do change and there's nothing wrong with change how, how old are you now Kim? I'm in my 50s you're in your 50s you're like a, like a, like a lady not willing to give me your age. Okay, you're in your 50s, right? Just say, yeah. so when you get to retirement age, right? I'll ask you some questions. That's changing the, as well. That's changing too, is it? What's yeah. About that? No, because retirement is oh, getting older. Like, I mean, 66, yeah, 66, 67 now, yeah. yeah. Say 60, and it's going up all the time sort of thing, you know? But, uh, well, what I'd, happens if your job is like, uh, if you work fucking climbing poles or something do you know what I mean oh yeah well obviously you'll start to work in the office or whatever let's say or, or telling your fellas where to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how to do you know okay, so, but, but things so, change so you get to your, you get to your, your, your retirement age yeah um, okay so you're at your retirement age I would say 60 you want to say 63 you want to stick with 63 right no way you'd be tired at 63 no, these days no you won't but in Waterford will there be a Michael Street shopping centre yes Will Yes. I I think that, um, I think what's happening in Waterford is good. I think Waterford is the only place, most probably, of any l- large population centre in the country that's actually undershopped. Okay. And uh, it was Why is one, that good, though? Why is it good? Tell me why it's good, Kim. No, it's not good that it's happened, but it's, it, no, but it, it's good that it, when it will happen. But, but, sorry to cut across you there, because yeah. I think that, um, right now, yeah. very little is happening. Of any I don't agree with that. Okay, what's happened? 
Starbucks have come in. I think that's a major thing. I think what you call it, the property are starting to sell. Cinema opened. I, I never thought we'd see cinema in Patrick Street again. Yeah. Um, shops that are, have been vacant, like you see that one forever, where Boxworks is now in uh, across from uh, yeah. the cinema. Um, property is being sold, is changed. Uh, the old stand, leaving that there for well, years. That's coming you, in. And I do question. think, I do think Michael Street will happen. And okay. I think it will be a, a game changer for Waterford. And I think we question. do need things like H&M and shops that like you'd be a good politician, can you? No, I, I've, would I be, believe passionately about Waterford. But you'd be a good politician. I don't think so. I you'd would be, like to you'd be, be a good politician. Right? No. But, no, let me ask you this question. Right? The, the, my issue with Waterford, okay, is that we have people who want to invest, right? People who want to come here. People have come here. Yeah. They've come to the city with buckets of cash, right? And they've been put off by a system that protects structures and walls and floors okay. that are hundreds of years old. Right? We are planning, I agree with that, right? I think like Weatherspoons would be a great example is that I think when Weatherspoons comes into Waterford, I would say, to, in my personal opinion, one of the biggest regrets in my life at Waterford City yeah. is that Egan's closed. I, I thought they knocked the heart out of the city centre. Yeah. I thought they were, uh, uh, it was uh, it, it was a focal point. And, I mean, I do, I am embarrassed. I have to say, Darren, when I went, my um, my girlfriend, myself, Mary, we went down to Galway around two years ago <clears throat> on a Saturday evening. We arrived there in the centre. It was after six o'clock. It was around seven o'clock. And I couldn't believe the crowds. I was embarrassed as a Waterford person. Yeah. I was embarrassed about how, if the same people, all those tourists and all those people were going around Waterford, John Robert Square yeah. that night the exact same time it would have been deserted it would have been empty and I thought I had the buzz down there it was incredible went into this pub down there which would be the equivalent of Jess mm. and the Keys there again it was only around 7 o'clock and you could not move in it yeah. it was unbelievable and I was saying are we living in a different world you know so I, I know what you're well, saying I, I do feel but I feel Waterford I mean I love Waterford. I think well, I'm I'm always pro Waterford. I'm proud of Waterford, but I think Waterford is way behind where it should be. But it's getting there, I think and it's I do think, I think no, I don't think it's shagged. I, I, I would disagree with that. I think there's some really good things going on. Here. I was shagged. I, 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 I think that the likes of what's happening in Viking Triangle are in the city centre. Uh, they're all been done well. Yeah, and I think yeah. also well, I listen, think. Hold on. Can I just say one yeah. other thing? I don't think, no matter what happens in Waterford, right, the best thing Waterford ever has is its location. Mm -hmm. It's the single best location We in have Ireland. some lovely museums and stuff, right? The museum, the medieval museum, yeah, a new lovely, building, right? Lovely. It was done in superb style and yeah. really beautiful, uh, top quality. Beautiful, no one's got into them. Visitors uh, number, visitor numbers are shockingly poor, right? We have nothing in this city just say you're coming to the, you're coming to Water City right? you've got a family you've got kids we've right? the best bingo hall in the country <laughs> we couldn't be abdicating bingo for abdicating we couldn't be uh, recommending uh, 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 bingo for um, for young kids but what but but but, but, but if you do things right and but I do have actually happen. bingo at home for my favourite the, 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 the museums and all the stuff which are not getting the numbers that they should be getting right okay they're not that's a fact okay. right? well the crystal is getting numbers <laughs> Okay. Right. 
Um, that was a major move to bring into, the crystal you, into You town. come into the city centre, which if you're, you're a visitor from another country, or sure. from another county, you come to water with your kids, right? So you've got a family, you're standing in the middle of the mall, right? What do you do? Well, that, just as an aside, right? No, 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 La- no, 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 Last no, no, week. No, no. Don't give no, me an just, aside. Just, just a tiny story. Okay, okay. Last week, I went, I hadn't done this for years, but Mary and I went up to the Man Falls. Yep. We just took our dog, Macy up there yeah. and uh, we met this couple we hadn't been up there for a long 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 time either of us and this couple had only flown in from America that day mm. and they were up there walking and they thought it was fabulous right they were so impressed with the thing and it just shows how you know the cameras it's, we, 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 we take this for granted no no we have I walk, all that I walk every there's no weekend that we wouldn't walk the Tremor Beach it's fabulous. It you is. Know, listen, thing. listen, the, county, Waterford, the county is, is fabulous. Waterford City, yeah. I think that the, my biggest bugbearer yeah. is the Keys, right? I think that it, it's, 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 we have some asset there. Listen, Kieran, like all, good, like all good politicians, right? You haven't answered my question, <laughs> right? Now, you're a family, you've got three young kids, right? Two. Yeah. I'm just saying you've got three for the story, okay. right? Where... Do you go with them? You've got a seven-year-old, you've got a five-year-old, you've got a ten-year-old, right? So say, man, 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 let's do something. You could go to, out, out to the, if, if right now the House of Horrors is on. Where? Out in uh, Butlerstown. That's not in the city centre. Okay, well, they, they were, they were in the form of one stage. Well, they're not there and that's Halloween, so come on, well, come on, where are you bring the kids? There might be something on the theatre royal, I have no idea. No, no, no there's not anything on the theatre royal. Okay. So uh, can you see straight away there? There's nothing yeah. for families in this. No, no, I accept. I, 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 I do find, as I said to you when I went uh, in Galway, I was absolutely shocked at the difference. Yeah. And I at the vibrance and and that. And I have to say, it's like it's nothing like us and them. It, it's just you have to you well, have to go there and you it's have a to perfect storm. And you have to say that there is something wrong. When they're so busy, you know what? And I know Dublin is a different case. You it go is, to Dublin is, and you see it. But Galway should be, yeah, Galway should be uh, comparable. To, to yeah, us. but you, you speak to somebody, uh, Dumbo Road, right? Yeah. And they say, to, I met somebody recently. Sure. And they said to me, um, geez, I haven't been in the city centre in, in months. So I don't need this, they said. But to try, they I have, mean. We have Tesco, we have. Oh, they, sure. They have their own sure. fucking hospital out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I know that. I, 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 I do think that if you if the Michael Street development happens, yeah. I think this thing that they're trying to do uh, with covering in by the Apple Market yeah. and all that, I think that's a positive development. Yeah. And I think that would help all right. We're doing that, that's happening. I do accept what you're saying, there isn't enough. But I do think there's a realisation. And I think what the council are doing here is I think they are trying to say, okay, we need to make it a more happening place. Mm -hmm. And I think they're doing it. And I think they've supported us with Day Tripper. And I think that's one of the reasons they've done it. If you look at Spree, if you look at Imagine is on at the moment, if you look at the likes of any of the festivals that they do on the thing they're generally um, more and more of them are happening and they're supporting you know what I'm going to give you my opinion about the council sure. now right I believe that they have an us and them opinion right I believe they are so disconnected from, from first of all the city centre and second of all from the people who live in Waterford that is unbelievable they have no idea how to communicate none like they, they started this urban renewal project and this whole thing and they didn't bother their arse to actually speak to any residents 
will be directly affected by it. Example, today. Now, this podcast has been recorded on the 25th of October. No idea when it's going to go out, but it's Tuesday, the 25th of October right now. And Two months to Christmas today. Absolutely. And this morning, what suddenly popped up all around the city were little mini cameras. I heard right? that, yeah. Little mini cameras. People little, thought they were bombs. <laughs> people thought they were bombs, right? Yeah, yeah, so little mini like cameras are somewhere in Ferrymount, on the bridge. Sure, the traffic counts. All over. So it's yeah. some kind of traffic thing that they're doing, Yeah, right? sure. They told nobody. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, what would it have taken them to say, send a message on their social media, on their you know, Facebook, Twitter, to say, to, you know, from Tuesday morning, there's going to be these little mini cameras that have battery packs at the end of the poles. Sure. And this is what we're, what we're doing. Instead, what happens is they tell nobody, right? And everybody's ringing the guards. That's bureaucracy everywhere. Everyone is ringing the guards to say, there's fucking bombs. Yeah. Or, and but no, that, no that's, that, that's just one example. No, I understand. Can I give my appraisal of Kieran O'Neill? No. Right? Can I give my you prepare for this? Yeah, I think, sure. I think I think you're 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 extremely genuine, right? You're you're a book, right? You're a, you're a, quite a big book, right? But there's only the first three chapters you can see. <laughs> you've, got, you've, you've got to pay a massive subscription to get you like to suck you in. You like you like those those magazines where you get the first one free. <laughs> Ninety nine cents, you get the first one. Free. You, get, you get a thing for free. But you got to pay twelve ninety nine. Kieran, it's been an absolute pleasure. I want to shake our hands. Thanks. And we'll do a little, we'll do a little podcast selfie as we always well, do. Can I just say one thing? Of course before you can. I go. We'll do the selfie. As do you, you know the thing that most disappointed me in in recent years? We're gonna do a selfie here first. Okay. Perfect. Yep. I was very very shocked and disappointed when the people voted to keep the Senate, the Shannon. Oh, to keep. Right? It. Yeah. I could not believe that. Um, how people could be fooled yeah. so much into believing that they were actually protecting democracy by keeping an institution that has if since it went let's say what has it done what is it, what nothing has it, it ever done nothing ever and uh, I can't believe that sort of thing bugs me right uh, really really bugs how would you categorise how would you categorise that what would you call that Waste of resources, just literally just. Oh yeah, I hate waste. waste. I hate waste. Like if yeah. if if, if, uh, if, if, if I absolutely detest waste of any kind. Yeah, political question. Sure. Sure. No, we're sure. Sure. This is bonus. No, no, that's right. No, 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 political question, right? Waterford uh, last elections. Yeah. Right. Waterford was a country that needed representation. Right? Sure. As far as I could see, uh, the only possible chance we had really of a chair at the table Party was Paddy Coffee. I agree. Right, and. And he didn't get voted, you know. But I voted for him. I also voted for him, actually, I can happily yeah, say, right? Sure. But, but no, but I Because I it was the same thing as you. I'm very pro Waterford. Yeah. I have voted people in Waterford that are absolutely left wing, that would not be in the same thing oh. as me. I would be, like, I'm very pro business. Actually, I would have left wing as regards social things, let's say, as regards yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not okay. banning stuff like sure. uh, drugs or anything, yeah. prostitution, things like that. I would have strong feelings like that. Of legalising all those things. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think banning anything is ridiculous. I, I right. agree 100%. Uh, right. But, uh, I, and it has never worked, and nor it will ever will. Prohibition, right? exactly. like, prohibition yeah. is the classic example. Yeah. Exactly. So I would be very much like that. But I've backed people here from parties that I would never believe in, that I would think would be good for Waterford. Mm. And, inevitably have ended up disappointed <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair enough but the, the way I look at it is, is uh, I think democracy as great an idea as it is has been betrayed by stupidity 
when I can't believe, I mean, like at the moment, obviously, we're in the middle of the Trump Clinton thing, you know? Yeah, Jesus wept. Exactly. Would you like and, to be shot in the head or the bollocks? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's crazy even to think, you know? Yeah. But uh, in, more, in Ireland, the, the thing that has bothered me, there was only two things that really, really, really angered me. Yeah. Uh, in 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 Pat. first was divorce referendum that was lost the first one yeah because I told it was one of the most selfish things mm. ever for people saying no you can't have it to people who were stuck in situations I know yeah I, I thought yeah. it was dreadful yeah and the second one was the Shannon in that um, people give out politicians they they it's all this uh, it's just earning too much jobs for the boys and they were given a chance to get rid of one foul swoop. Uh, one, one they didn't know bank, what they were doing, and they didn't. I thought it was dreadful. I, I mean, have it, to it was say, down to the other thing, wasn't on it? On the other side, yeah. That, the one that made me the happiest was the likes of the uh, gay referendum, yeah, and uh, gay marriage sorry, referendum. Yeah. And I thought there's a, a, a similar point in Irish history where the only people who were really going against that was the church, yeah, and suddenly. Uh, it was voted in and the consequences of that vote was tremendous. Because I was so proud when I saw the reaction throughout the world. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I was delighted. I'm really so because people people should, like, why should we tell anyone? I hate this. I hate this idea of that we, just because we live a certain way, we can live any way we want. Yeah. But why should I tell you how to live? You live on, once you don't, the golden rules, right? Once you don't impose your thing on anyone else. Yeah. And there's no underage. They're the two things. Uh, it, it's like consent and adults. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Keep on. Can I just say go before on, I go think? On, go on. I do think that in the end of the day, your relationships with people are, is the key to everything. Yeah. And no matter what, we've all ambitions to be whatever biggest and whatever we're doing or best or whatever sort yeah. of thing but your relationship with the people that you meet and that you, it, it's the key and at the end of the day I don't believe like I believe when we die that is pretty much the end of it right but we live in our our reputation and our yeah. children and whatever that says and that's what I strongly believe in and uh, so Make the most of this life. Okay, well, let's, let's, you know what, let's carry on. Let's carry on. <laughs> let's carry on right, I thought we were finished. No, no, no. I, I, um, I had an ex-girlfriend years ago. Right? I've told a story. I hope I haven't told it on a podcast before. But she, she was raised into a, a, a born-again Christian family. Right? They were Protestant, but they were born-again Christians. They used to go to this uh, uh, um for for service on a Sunday. You know, real kind of. Um, but they were on our third elephant juice. <laughs> no, it's, it's Elvis juice, is what it's called. Elvis, Elvis. Elephant juice is what, what, what people used to say years ago. Because if you mime elephant juice, it looks like I love you. <laughs> I think so. But uh, anyway, anyway uh, what was I saying? Yeah. I was in Carlsberg uh, Place once in Denmark. And yeah. They had elephant beer. Elephant beer. Mm. <laughs> it was very, very uh, high. I have got content. This is probably a 5.6, possibly even 6. Expensive enough, it should be like Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, so, so this girl, I met her in Spain. I was uh, 15, she was 14, right? All right. 
Beautiful girl. Beautiful. Be way out of my league, to be honest with you, actually. I think somebody was looking at me. <laughs> someone, someone was watching over me. But no. But, but she was born again. one of the big differences is to be away at 15. When I was young, uh, the first time I was away, I was, uh, I was over 18. Yeah, well, I was... Uh, That's a big change. In 1996, it was. It was, oh, yeah. it, was our, it was only our uh, second holiday as a family. But we went over there and... Um, it was it was it was it was grand. Uh, met her, thought she was lovely. She's from Belfast, right? Came home. We exchanged all these letters. She wrote me like hundred and fifty letters during our, <laughs> during our time together, right? I was up to Belfast a couple of times. Um, nice city. Yeah, but I was only sixteen. How did my mother find me? But but that happened. But but here's the thing: she believed it. The whole family believed everything in the Bible. It's all accurate. All all fact, right? Sure. And. Um, I, of course, I used to, used to make fun of me because I, I the, the Catholic faith was um, believing in Mary and statues, which they didn't have any time for statues. Why would you pray to a statue? Moving statues. <laughs> well, yeah, moving statues as well, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the very funny thing. Part of one of, part of her beliefs, I'm pretty sure I've said this on a previous podcast, so, now he's making a lot of noise with those fucking glasses, isn't he? Should we just leave? Should we just wait this... Uh, well, if you're in Pobia, that's what you have to expect. <laughs> <laughs> Does he not know where to the podcast yet? <laughs> no. Um, so, so they didn't believe in sex before marriage, okay. right? Yeah, I've definitely said this before. So, um, so I had sex with her. Uh, I lost my virginity to her, actually. Um, At 15? No, 16, actually. 16, okay. It's not much better, but, but no, yeah, still, it's, it's, still young. It's, it's young. Yeah, yeah. And um, actually, she would have been 15 at the time, so I probably raped her. <laughs> That's what they call it. It would have been, uh, but she was very, very willing and able. Um, she was dirty. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, listen, we, we broke up for every reason a few years later. Right? We had two years, nearly two years, we were with each other for. She ended up marrying somebody who was also quite religious and didn't believe in sex before marriage. He was duped by her, right? Um, lovely girl, by the way, if she's ever listening. These podcasts do tend to happen <laughs> yes, to go yes, international. She's go. a lovely, lovely girl. Wouldn't say a bad word about her, apart from that. But um, <laughs> so then she went on to marry somebody else, right? Now, at somewhere along the line, the beliefs that she had faded, and her parents' beliefs faded. I'm not so sure what happened, right? But here's the twist. Now she's a lesbian. <laughs> you know what I mean it's all about coming full circle right sure uh, but I suppose my point well, there is the fickleness of beliefs sometimes sure you know I mean well I would believe very much that people as long as they're consenting adults should be allowed to do whatever they want yeah and we should not be there to tell anybody what they should do who are we to tell anyone else how they should live their life um, what does it matter as long as it's done in private like I don't believe in doing it in public mm. uh, uh, but if they're consulting adults in private whatever they do is their own business and why should we ever judge it no matter what it is yeah. why should we judge it and it's nothing to do with us do you believe it's that matter. there are certain people now who are afraid to be who they really are of course there are because of, of I suppose um of course there are. Stupid perceived... I mean, yeah. yeah. We have to protect... Um, there's no question that we need to protect young people. We need to uh, vulnerable people. Um, but in general, I think that once people are adults, 
and they are uh, um, they are mature adults that mm. they, 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 they know what they're doing um, whatever they do it doesn't interfere with me it doesn't interfere with you what business is it of ours you yeah. know, why should we judge them by our rules like let them do whatever they want no matter what it is we're, we're caught up in this country very much and we have been over years uh, uh, been very uh, um, repressed as regards uh, uh, sex and as regards religion yeah. and things like that I think that's been a big mistake I think that it's been uh, very wrong I mean it's ironic that Catholic Ireland voted for the um, gay, gay, yeah. gay marriage yeah. and I mean I think that's brilliant but look at all the people that came out to vote you think about but, it Darren and if you go back if you were let's say my age and you think about um, how if you one of the big things in life is to put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah. and think about how, what they see so you think about Northern Ireland for instance and you'd say they must look down on us and said years ago right in the 70s or 60s or 50s or whatever it is obviously the further back you go the more dramatic it was mm. and you'd say they look back and said oh look they're being controlled which we were yeah um, by the local priest or the local guard or the local whatever politician or whatever sort of thing and they're 100% right <laughs> do we have too much faith in anybody that we perceive to be Tar, you know, oh, well, that's all dying down. I mean, no, that's, but, the but barriers no, no. are being broken down. Do we have too much faith in doctors who are just yeah, humans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to a doctor, uh, and everything that they say we take as, as gospel until we find I don't think we do anymore. I think we Google it ourselves and see. Yeah, what yeah. Do they, I don't know. I but think. I think that was an issue. You're 100% right. I do think we had too much. Um, we put them on a pedestal, whether they were the parish priest or they were the politician, sergeant or the yeah. politician or whatever. And I would say that I would go this strong. I would say they got away with murder, literally. They did. In, 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 in different, in, in Ireland. I'd say they literally did. Yeah. And I'd say things that went on here would make the, the hair stand on the back of your neck. And I know that we have an awful um, things like if you look at the Madeleine Laundry, yeah. or you look at orphanages or stuff like that, and you'd see what happened in Ireland. It was... Uh, a bloody disgrace to say the least you know and I do think that uh, we are after coming of age a lot I think that if you're repressed and you're uh, oppressed or whatever I think actually when you get free you actually become stronger against it let's say and I think that's what happened with the referendum I think that we stood up more because we saw and we're right and I'm proud of that I'm, I'm thrilled that happened I was. I, I voted for it. I was thrilled, and I, I do think that. Uh, I I, th- I think it makes us. I think life is much better with um, what's the word? Uh, um, different people, uh, different. We don't want to be all the same. No. And I think eccentric or a bit of a, a, what's the, the, the uh, when people are, are uh, uh, different. We should embrace that. Different things. It's good. Yeah, it it's is good. It is good. It's good. And it's not bad. It's a good thing. I I I've recently spoken to somebody who was going through the whole um, uh, living a lie thing, and and yeah. and, and it, it was weird with them because they were amazed that when when they finally came out of the closet, would say, uh, what, what happened was they were like, um, oh, um, so, so what? What? what yeah. What's the big deal? You know. Basically, if people are happy. What does it matter? Once they don't 
Um, or to anyone else or well, if, if, if they don't yeah they, obviously if they are uh, you cannot say that someone young is oh, like, I mean underage let's, you know, let's finish let's sure. finish let's finish with this right so you, you're 103rd birthday you, you, you pass away in your sleep do you know I'd love to make a hundred? It's one of my ambitions. Okay, well, I think you could. You're a very, very healthy man. <laughs> I, I've, I've often seen you in the gym. Now you have your own home gym now, and you're, so you're, you're no longer in spirit with me anymore. No, I'm not, but no. you're out and you're walking with the dog, and you're, you're a very, very healthy walking. man. You're, you're inspirational. But, but let's say you get to you get to 103. Right, 100, I'd be happy with. Yeah, I want to get that check. I think it's get, gone up get that, get that check. Yeah, you want to get the check. But 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 like a D. But you need three years to spend it, right? So you, you, yeah, yeah. You pass away on your hundred third birthday. You, yeah, you're gone, right? How do you want to be remembered? Well, first thing I would say is that as I am now, I would say, "Geez, pity I didn't make it to 104." <laughs> <laughs> and that was how he says a lot about me. Okay, greedy, uh, greedy. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go that bit further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never so, happy that that O'Neill fella. No, I would. I would think that um, my biggest thing would be, strangely enough, wouldn't be that anything to do with business or anything to do with that, is that I just like the people that um, love me, that they would think that I did my best. And that's all. And I, 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 uh, I, I, I did what I thought was right. And I mightn't have my priorities right, but I was always trying to do my best. That's all. And that's... I do think that you live uh, in the end that your children and their children, please God, because uh, I've no grandchildren, I think they are the ones uh, that live through you mm. in the end. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Let's give the old bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> To find out more about upcoming Snug Chats, visit facebook.com forward slash Snug Chats. Powerhouse who does it right to show your yard who's boss. We do it right too with innovative Craftsman string trimmers featuring easy start technology for simpler pull starts. And because you can swap out one attachment for another, you can get more done with just one tool. Shop now and add a new trimmer to your arsenal with a Craftsman two-cycle gas string trimmer for just $99. When it's time to take on the yard work, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 320. See store for details. U.S. only. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.